0: everyone welcome back to murder on tap we are your hosts ali and jose
1: hello world
0: thank you for joining us uh we hope you are all staying safe and well as we enter another world another week of quarantine
1: it feels like another world
0: yeah certainly but anyway we hope you guys are all safe and healthy
1: and best regards Uh
0: (laughs) how's it going jose
1: uh, it's alright.
0: It's hot. It is. All of a sudden, fucking, it became summer.
1: Yeah, we had what? We had a week of rain. Four or five days of rain. Uh, We're in rain. California,
0: for all those that are new, listeners. We are in California and in LA. It Literally, we had a week straight of rain last week. And I don't know what the fuck happened, but all of a sudden it was like 82 degrees yesterday and today.
1: Yep. Cool.
0: We'll take it, I mean, whatever helps i'm I, I don't know, they're saying it could help with the virus, but uh, we we'll don't see. even know
1: anything about it, so we'll just say it was a hot day.
0: It sure was um, such a shame that the beaches are closed. It was a perfect beach day.
1: it's not a shame. it's what we're supposed to be doing,
0: I know, but I'm just saying
1: we yeah, um so we did nothing this weekend.
0: We did absolutely nothing. Oh, it was Easter. That's right. Yeah, it was Easter. It didn't even feel we like Easter. not but...
1: because uh, we couldn't have people over or we couldn't go over anywhere.
0: Yes, and we hope you all had a blessed Easter.
1: Yes, blessed. <laughs> um, so we stayed in and <clears throat> there's no sports. I usually like to watch soccer on the weekends and there was nothing on. So I flipped the channels and there was the most competitive thing out there right now, a spelling bee.
0: Oh my gosh, how could I forget that?
1: (laughs) And this is so competitive that they gave this kid a word. They have a time limit like of two minutes and then they give him like a bonus thirty seconds. So he cleared his time, got thirty seconds, he asked for more time, and he was about to run out of time. It was time again. Drink every time I say time and he repeated the word and he fainted.
0: He did. He fainted. And the
1: crazy thing was nobody got up to help him.
0: <laughs> that was so terrible. He fainted. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at him, but
1: He his he kept consciousness. He got right up and like he a gangster he went word. up and he just spelled the word like correctly and then sat down.
0: Mhm. That was funny. So if you're bored on the weekends, maybe look out for that or I don't know, YouTube it.
1: Yeah, check out spelling bees okay well that was great thank you for <laughs> that, was that the highlight. most exciting part that of the weekend
0: beyond random but okay uh any beer news
1: uh beer news i think there's a few things that were uh yes out.
0: i have a pretty fun one too
1: there's a thing about a 93 year old woman oh yeah who um i guess her family posted a picture of her on her at her window <laughs> holding a sign that says "I need more beer" and holding a Coors Light can. Hell yeah! Um. So she says that uh she has one every night.
0: Nice. Yeah, one every 93 night. Ninety-three years old.
1: And ninety-three years old, one every night. She says is it has um. That it has vitamins. That it's vitamins and it's good for you. Hell yeah! As long as you don't overdo it.
0: Hell yeah! And it's S- practically good portion of it is water
1: yeah so uh she also said it tastes pretty good nice so i guess this uh picture went viral and coors got a hold of it and ended up sending her about a hundred (laughs) and something 120 or 150 uh cans and um they said that they would gladly restock her once she is when she finishes, when she's ready to restock. Nice. 93-year-old lady.
0: What a great story.
1: And the good thing is, she doesn't have to share them with anybody. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, cheers to you, 93-year-old woman. Um, I don't think I got her name, but you know who it is.
0: Yeah, I'm sure...
1: Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Olive is her name.
0: Oh, my God. What a cutie.
1: Imagine if her name, last name was Beer olive beer <laughs> no it's veronesi
0: i know i saw like memes about it but i literally thought it was just a meme i didn't actually think it was real but that's fucking cool
1: yeah this lady is
0: we're gonna be 93 and drinking beer
1: this lady's gangster
0: for sure
1: oh and there's also corona seltzer beers or corona seltzer hard
0: yeah which is really interesting because i've
1: they stopped production of the them,
0: beer. Well, yeah, Corona, yeah, but I, I've seen them in the grocery stores for a good while, at least the last like month or two, but I don't know why out of nowhere now they're like advertising it. Like some people didn't know about it.
1: Yeah, because they're because celsius are in right now, and yeah. you know they're they trying to push to something on, on. Yeah, they're trying to gain money out of something. Totally. The beer production has halted, so.
0: Yeah. Which yeah, is, I mean, good for them. They have to. Good for
1: them. I don't think I'm going to try it because it's seltzer. Oh, what am I
0: wouldn't mind trying it.
1: Yeah, you also drink White Claw.
0: Hey, it's not bad. For 90 calories, it is not bad. Right. I told you, if you drink enough <laughs> and fast enough, you get a pretty good head change. Oh, and
1: so those Corona seltzers are about 4.5% alcohol.
0: I think that's what the White Claws are too, right? Or they're 5%? 4.5, 5%, yeah. Something like that, but they're not bad.
1: Well, it's, it's you know, if, if you're into that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, some people are.
1: Yeah. What you got? You said you had something?
0: Yes, something fun. Uh, I'm sure everybody's familiar with Arizona iced teas. I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan. I love all of the flavors. Like, I don't think I have tried one that I don't love. And they will actually be coming out with Arizona hard tea.
1: Yeah. So that's
0: pretty exciting for all of those Arizona tea fans. I wonder if they'll be like 99 cents, imagine.
1: I don't think so. I don't
0: think so either. I think I heard... I think that, that was
1: like three bucks or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But
0: um, I didn't really see a release date, or maybe I just didn't pay attention to it very well, but um, look out for that. That's something fun. Yeah. I know, if you're really into the heart teas.
1: Like, like 4.5 or something like that.
0: Yeah. I know there's one other... Company that has hard tea right now. Mike's um, Hard
1: Lemonade.
0: Is it Mike's?
1: Well, they've been out for a long time.
0: No, Mike's Hard Lemonade. That's It's hard tea. Oh, I like don't know Like iced about tea. That. There's a, another company that like recently... Not recently, like within the last couple of years they released it, but I can't remember the name of it. But anyway. I don't know. We'll come back to that. Shall we jump into the news? The news? I mean the... <laughs>
1: Oh, I thought we (laughs) were just doing the news. The The beer of the week.
0: I'm so excited to try the beer that I forgot what we were talking about.
1: All right, let me Uh, hoping that. Was that a twist cap? No, was it? (laughs) If you're drinking beers with twist caps, you should change to a different beer. All right.
0: No, not at all. You should drink whatever beer you like, whether it's a twist cap or not. Here you go. Thank you. Beautiful.
1: I know I am. Oh, I meant the bear. Oh.
0: You're okay too.
1: Oh, thanks. Alright. Very um, pretty.
0: Oh, some more for me.
1: Yeah, this might as well put it all in there.
0: Now this is a true beer.
1: Alright, let's wow. um Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Cheers to everybody. Cheers to you all.
1: Cheers to good health. Mm. Ooh, hop 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 hoppy. Ooh, that's that's
0: very um.
1: Very hoppulous, delicious
0: Hoppilicious.
1: All right. So, the beer of the week It's by Knee Deep Brewing, mm-hmm. which we've done before on a previous episode where we did uh, the beer Three Blind Mice. We did. Um, I couldn't tell you exactly when that was, but one, that's closer to one of the midway points of um our podcast if you didn't hear it then you're not a fan and that's okay <laughs> um yeah so need brewing company from california usa uh this beer i'm not gonna go into the details of the brewing company again
0: no that's fine and this was kind of an accident it was my fault because i was looking at a different beer and it was right next to it, and I thought they were the same company. Yeah, so I, my I bad. remember
1: that happening. Yeah. Okay, so Nifty Brewing. This is an American Imperial IPA. It goes by the name of Simtra Triple India Pale Ale.
0: Ooh.
1: It is eleven point two five percent. It
0: is triple, definitely. Triple, triple
1: delicious. L. And uh, before I show us our notes. What do you think of uh, first let's start with the look of it?
0: Look and color. That classic we say this a lot, but that classic beer, that beautiful golden color. Golden, clear. Yeah. Not little hazy. Bit, little tiny. Mine's hazy, not. But not like, Mine is not hazy at all.
1: Oh then you got the good part or the bad part of it?
0: Mm. Maybe mine's towards the dark and you're kind of under the light, so that's oh, why maybe. you're seeing that?
1: um yeah it's beautiful it's it's nice it's that nice golden color golden colored beer yeah um what do you got for smells
0: it's very malty
1: malty and a lot of malt to
0: it lots of hop but definitely a lot more malt than
1: yeah it does actually
0: than what we've been having
1: yeah yeah it's been we've been having a lot of uh not much of variety as far as malts. Ooh, this
0: one? You know, once the um once the foam settles, it tastes get that flavor. a lot better.
1: Alright. Taste Hoppy.
0: A lot of hop.
1: A little bit bitter, but not like not not too overwhelmingly
0: you know? bitter, but a little hoppy. There's um, this like Tastes there's like, like a, flowers. Maybe, but there's like a crisp, like crisp taste to it as you drink it. You know what I mean? Like it's sharp.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like if it was carbonated, like when you drink no. soda, sometimes it kind of like.
0: Kind of. Yeah. Actually, yeah.
1: Gives like a little tingle. A little bit. Uh, yeah. Um. It's
0: nice though. That's really good.
1: It's a pretty. It's a really good tasting beer, and it doesn't taste like an eleven alcohol no you know, at least not yet like yeah yeah give us two more seconds uh um yeah did we cover everything
0: i don't know did we
1: smell look taste yes i think we got it yeah. should we compare it to what i found on the internet
0: yes do tell
1: so the smell they said it smells like hops we got that. Check citrus.
0: Okay, check.
1: I could, we didn't say that, but you guys know what we meant. Uh, light malt.
0: I think you can taste the you can taste the citrus.
1: I think I think that might be the little crispiness that you're getting. That yeah, flavor it's of that lingering. The residuous. Taste. Res, residuous. Residuous.
0: The residual.
1: The no. residuous feeling. Anyway. Uh, pine. Pine. A lot of these IPAs are piney.
0: Very. Uh, the taste
1: so says that it's uh, lots of citrus and particularly lemon. In particular, lemon.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I see that. hmm
1: A uh, bit of malt and tons of hops. Yeah. We kind of got we, it. We covered that. You know, tons we of got hop. it. So, the look. I should start started with the look first, but the look. Oh, and the other... Part of the taste, which we also got, was bitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the look, it says it's golden yellow, orange, uh, with a slight haze. You see? So I kind of got that.
0: Which is strange, because mine isn't really hazy.
1: I think what it means haze is the little tiny bubbles, you know, that always swirl around. And it kind of makes it, you know, little tiny bit cloudy. Okay. Yeah. So, I found the quote from Lady Brewing about this Simtra Triple IPA and it says Simtra Triple IPA delivers a punch in the face with its very danky hop aroma derived from Simcoe and citrus hops. You wanted more hops? You got them.
0: Yeah, we did.
1: Hell yeah.
0: And I love the fact that it's like 11.25%. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, you couldn't have done 11.3 or 11.2. Like it's,
0: it's not like I don't know. I just... I love it.
1: Yeah. Um, so, the beer bottle. First of all, this beer was from two, uh, December 5th, 2019. Mm-hmm. It has a date on there, which is very cool. The date that they bottled it. Um, and it says, Simtra Triple India Pale Ale. Not meant for aging. Enjoy this triple fresh. Nice. Very cool. And uh, it's straight to the forward label. It has the... All the words in bold black lettering. And it has three things of hops. Three little pictures of hops. Mm -hmm. Which I guess is the triple hops in the appell. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, right, triple.
1: The triple hops, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, this is a California cash refund bottle. (laughs) Oh my goodness.
0: (laughs) So it is recyclable.
1: It is recyclable and it's also one of the independent craft breweries craft brewers association which everybody should be. Right. And uh, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. This was a I think it's a one pint, yeah, one pint. How much was it, do you remember? I think it was maybe like
0: eleven something.
1: Eleven bucks, something like that.
0: I don't remember, because we picked up a few other beers, that's and true. I don't remember what it said. And
1: then the guy also... Oh, at the bottle shop. Remember? We got these at the bottle shop.
0: Major shout-out to the bottle shop. Always hooking it
1: up. Yeah. Every time we go, we get a good amount. They hook it up with the beer. Yeah. I'm not saying that's going to happen with everybody, but yeah, yeah. The, the, the the guys are really good people. They're, For sure. And I yeah. think we're
0: usually helped by the person who actually owns
1: I think so. that we,
0: establishment, so...
1: Yeah, so... Bottle shop, thank you. If you're listening, um, I hope you are. <laughs> we hope you are. And um, yes, thank you for providing us this beer. And uh, remember, guys. the variety guys, of beer that you have yeah, and the is variety. amazing. This time around, we just went. And we said, "There's six. Uh, there's six shelves in the fridge. Let's pick one each. Yeah. Going down the shelf, not in any particular order." So you guys will be getting a variety of beers coming up in these next episodes.
0: Absolutely. And we'll get to that. Actually, no, we can talk about it now. We've decided.
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry, are you done? Yes.
0: Okay. That was great.
1: Thank you. Good
0: choice. But aside from that, uh, we have decided to start doing an extra episode. I know we've talked about in the past and we just haven't done it. We've just been super busy and it's kind of hard to get around to it. But we've decided to do, like, mm, like mini beer sods like beer episodes, you know what I mean? Yeah, we're just, you know, it's not going
1: to be at the length as this one, it's just...
0: Right, we're just going to be reviewing beer, and
1: I... A th- quick review, not... A quick
0: review, we're going to taste test, like, two or three different beers, give you a very short little background about them, and just discuss them just to get like word out about all these different breweries because there's so much to taste test. And some of them are so fresh and so new that they don't really have that much history, but just to get their name out there is a big deal just so people can try them out or if it's a local brewery in your area, you can go look them up or whatever it may be. So look for that coming this Friday. Um, Again, super short episodes. Make sure you check them out.
1: Yeah, there's not going to be any of this, you know, history on the breweries or anything we're just gonna say this is the beer this is what we think of it this is how we think it tastes mm-hmm. there's not gonna be any pre-planning of it is right on the spot improv of it yep just so it could be fresh in our minds and we could just try to tell you what we think about it Absolutely. and not get any outside you know influence on what it might be
0: right i mean we might give you like a tiny background like as far as when they were established and where they're located but as far as i don't know we're gonna kind of wing it and see where it goes but yeah, look for that this friday um and if you
1: guys like it you guys could leave us a comment saying hey we like it on the instagram or on apple podcast thing right and if you don't then you know we'll well, we will not let you listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> then you
0: don't have to listen to it. Just move on to the next. Is this
1: a reason for us to drink while this damn virus is going around? For real. We're trying to get our minds nothing off of this else to shit. Do.
0: And what else can you do?
1: Yep. All right. Well, that was exciting.
0: Very exciting. Thank you. This was delicious. And I'm already feeling the head changes. It was
1: pretty good, actually. And uh, I'm kind of excited about these uh, beer episodes or beer episodes.
0: We'll think about Or beer sods.
1: Let us know what we should call them. <laughs> well indeed. So what do we have in store for the true crime portion of our segments?
0: Okay, so I have a pretty um I have a pretty well known one and it's it's a lot, so let me jump right into it. It's pretty it's it's pretty long.
1: Okay. Well, okay. let me Get my slippers and okay i don't have slippers
0: oh my goodness okay so the case i'm covering the story i'm covering this week is about the west memphis three not sure if you're familiar with it but it was actually one of the most it's a pretty well-known and famous um case um and for anybody that watches the oxygen channel it recently aired back in like the end of march maybe like two weeks ago but i remember this case um, from what happened towards the end of it we'll talk about that when i get there but uh i hadn't really looked into it too deep prior to that but once i did this time around it kind of it's it's a lot there's a lot but there's a lot to it so okay let's get into it let's go for it so in 1994 three young men were convicted of a heinous murder but it left everyone questioning themselves even more so the guilt of innocence of the west memphis three is still debated by experts and amateurs even celebrities and musicians, such as Johnny Depp, Eddie Vedder, Henry Rollins, Natalie Maines from the Dixie Chicks, oh. have held fundraisers in efforts to free the men who they say are innocent of these charges. So there's a ton of controversy and anger behind controversy. this. Controversy. That's what I said. It's said
1: controversy.
0: No, I said controversy.
1: Okay. I'll drink for you.
0: Shit, we're going to have to go back and listen to that. But no, anyway. That's okay for anyone new that's joining us, make sure to drink anytime I mispronounce a word, which is pretty often.
1: Yeah, for anybody that's just joining, we mess up a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's not intentionally. I just, I'm not very good at reading sometimes, okay? Leave me alone.
1: And I don't really like to edit.
0: (laughs) Okay, so there's a ton of controversy and anger behind this case. But honestly, I'm not really sure where I stand with it. But I highly recommend for anyone that has access to HBO. To oh,
1: HBO Go is on for a month for free now, Oh, no there you go. This is wow. your
0: chance. I was lucky enough to borrow um, the login information from a friend of mine so I was able to view it. Um, but if you have access to it, make sure to check out uh, the Par- Paradise Lost The Child Murders of Robin Hood Hills. And there's like three, um, there's three parts to it. And they're all about two hours long, roughly. Yeah, so although you may consider skipping the first few minutes, um, just because it shows the actual crime scene, like, with the bodies and everything, it's just a warning. But, like, right when it starts... Boom! There are the bodies, and there's no like censoring or anything. They show you the full thing.
1: Okay, I'll skip a couple episodes. Yeah, in a couple I'm of
0: not gonna obviously. I'm not gonna post anything like that. But just a warning for anybody that is gonna see it. And ironically, they um, which I'll also mention further into it. But they play a lot of great Metallica songs oh all throughout goodness. it. But yeah. they started out with Metallica, so.
1: You had to throw Metallica.
0: There's in there. that. Hey, I didn't. I didn't shoot it. I didn't edit it with Metallica. They did. So, let's jump into the actual story of it. So, uh, this takes place in 1993 in West Memphis, uh, Arkansas, known to be a quiet and conservative community, which would eventually be shook by this crime, to say the least. The three victims involved are Stephen Edward Branch, born November 26, 1984, Christopher Byers, born uh, June 23, 1984, and James Michael Moore, born July 27, 1984. The all three boys were about eight years old at the time, and not only were they all in the Club Scouts, uh, Club Scouts, the Cub Scouts together, but they were also best friends. Yes, drink. So, on May 5th, 1993, the three boys left their homes for a bike ride. Again, this is a fairly quiet and safe neighborhood, and the boys had a favorite place called Robin Hood Hills, where they used to play all the time. Sadly, after this day, they would never be seen alive again. The same evening, at approximately 7pm, Christopher Byers' adoptive father, John... Byers made the the first police report. Because there is major confusion about the timeline and so many different witnesses, no one was really able to correctly piece together what happened that night. So the boys were last seen together by three neighbors who claimed to have seen them playing together around 6.30 p.m. It's believed that the crime was committed sometime between 6.30 and 8.00 p.m. A frantic search of the boys' neighborhood and nearby woods ultimately turned up nothing that evening, so the search was called off for the night and only to be resumed in the morning. The following morning on May 6th at 8 o'clock a.m., I don't know why I said 8 o'clock a.m., but I meant to say 8 a.m., police began their search, uh, led by Crittenden County Search and Rescue Personnel. Although all of West Memphis was canvassed, searchers' primary focus was on Robin Hood Hills, where the boys were reported last seen. There was no sign of the boys despite a shoulder-to-shoulder search of Robin Hood Hills. Then, at approximately one forty-five p.m., parole officer Steve Jones spotted a boy's sneaker floating, so he made his way into the creek to check it out. Upon placing his foot down into the creek, he actually got caught on one of the boys' bodies. That's when all three bodies were discovered. All three boys were found naked and hogtied with their own shoelaces. They had been badly beaten and just left there. Their clothes were found scattered among the creek, some of it twisted around sticks that had been thrust into the muddy ditch bed. The clothing was mostly turned inside out, with two pairs of the boys' underwear missing. Christopher Byers had several lacerations and wounds to various parts of his body, including mutilation of his scrotum and penis. The autopsies revealed that Christopher Byers died from knife injuries, while the other two boys died from drowning. Remember, they were hog-tied and left in the water wow, with their own shoelaces. Yeah.
1: You cannot, wow, well, okay.
0: Yeah, and I fucking saw that shit.
1: Why so, would you see it?
0: Well, I didn't know that it was, like, right in the beginning of the movie. I didn't expect them to be like, oh, hey, here you go, here are the bodies. Like, And they're in, like, rigor mortis, you know what I mean? So, upon further investigation, <sighs> Luminol was sprayed all over the ground, indicating that the boys were killed in that spot. Plus, there weren't in uh, there weren't any drag marks to show that they had been taken to that area. Whatever happened, they were attacked and killed while in the same spot. Although the boys were hogtied, police recognized that all of the knots were done differently, indicating that more than one suspect was involved. Because of the brutal killing method, many people believe this crime to be a satanic killing. Apparently, the assault to Christopher's genitals was considered something done in satanic rituals. Plus, rumors were already being spread about satanic ritual uh, rituals and witchcraft happening through the woods even before the boys' murders. Although not sure, although like I'm really not sure how credible that information really is. So, police initially suspected the boys had been raped, but no further, um, there was no, like, uh, there was no evidence that they were raped, you know what I mean? Like, no semen or anything like that.
1: Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I get you. There's just no evidence, yeah. There
0: was, yeah, there was no actual evidence indicating that they had been raped. So, and no symbols or markings were discovered in the area to indicate a satanic ritual either. It was all just based off the fact of the genital mutilation. So, like, one thing and people just, just automatically the, assumed yeah. that it was, like, the satanic, like, witchcraft.
1: Yeah. But it is something that, you know...
0: I mean, it's possible. It's It could have been possible. I, I wouldn't know, but...
1: Well, it's a big town.
0: Um, it, not necessarily, and it was a pretty quiet, like, very Bible Belt town.
1: Oh, that's, well, there you go. That's why. Like, you, you very hear, like, much. very much,
0: yeah, absolutely. I just, mean, just, like, rumors, like, flew off the handle, and everybody just started saying the same thing, basically.
1: Yeah, and if it's also, you know, a very church-driven area.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: When that type of stuff comes out, of course they're gonna start, you know.
0: Yeah, but they made it, like, an all-out, like, witch hunt. Fucking 1993. Straight up.
1: Wow. Well, okay okay
0: so when rumors began to spread about the idea of satanic rituals members from the community came forward with names of possible suspects authorities were under a lot of pressure from an outraged community so when someone stepped forward and mentioned the names damian eccles jason baldwin and jelly uh, fuck jason miss kelly police jumped on the lead miss kelly miss kelly
1: That's one full last name, or are you saying Miss Kelly?
0: No, his last name is Miss Kelly. Oh, okay. So Jason was 16, Jesse was 17, and Damien was 18 at the time of the murders. The three suspects were targeted because they dressed in all black, had long hair, and listened to heavy metal music.
1: Man, that's every middle school kid everywhere.
0: Literally, I mean, the fact that they were targeted for that reason, like
1: it was. Oh, a, it's uh, also a small town, churchgoers and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, but I mean, how many people do you know that I wear all black? I love heavy metal. Would you ever consider that I would be? You know what I mean. A suspect of well, murder. Put
1: it this way, when I was a kid, I don't think I was like fifteen, sixteen years old, and I went to Mexico, that's about twenty years ago. Um we were playing an Ice Cube C D and they and it was like a pretty hardcore song and people thought it was devil music. Oh. <laughs> uh, so you know, it just I mean goes, I
0: guess. I guess it goes with the town and it goes with just the people, people and
1: how it is. It's Okay, And if it's new to somebody else, if it's different, then it's different. And yeah, they judge it differently. so
0: yeah, no, it's understandable. Okay, so however, one piece that the documentary left uh, behind was the reason why Damien Eccles was specifically picked. It wasn't only because of the rumors of how he dressed and how he looked and how he acted, but Damien Eccles was dating a young lady at that time named uh, Domini Tier. And her aunt, Narlene Hollingsworth, went to the West Memphis police and claimed to have seen Damien Eccles near Robin Hood Hill around 9 p.m. And apparently his clothes were, like, covered in mud.
1: Wait, that's the name of the town? Robin Hood Hill?
0: That's the wooded area.
1: Oh, okay. That sounds like a pretty cool wooded area. Robin
0: Hood Hill, yeah. This is oh. West Memphis is the town in Arkansas. Oh,
1: okay, okay.
0: So, there's a good chance this could all be hearsay, but of course, police had to take it into consideration because it was a lead. So, again, my opinion on this case is completely unbiased because um, I watched the documentaries and I have just a different opinion on them. But again, if you're allowed to feel however you feel about it,
1: yeah.
0: uh, but honestly again the way the documentary was set up it was um it was in a way that the police like the way they did their investigation was very poorly done
1: well they're especially they with the lack been, of evidence yeah they might have been prejudging it already
0: they were and the thing was like they were under a lot of
1: scrutiny
0: scrutiny and a lot of like um pressure pressure there we go this beer man they were under a lot of pressure to come up with a name and it wasn't like until a month after that they brought in these three boys so because of the witness statement authorities had every right to question damien Uh, making him the main focus of the investigation and the ringleader of the trio. Mm. Another point not really highlighted in the movie was the fact that Damien suffered from serious mental issues. So he had a history of psychiatric problems and violent outbursts. In 1992, he was sent to a psychiatric hospital, again this is before the murders, by a court order and even his parents expressed concern about his involvement and interest in the occult and in the pagan uh nature religion called Wicca, sometimes associated uh, with witch trap. Yeah. But also he even mentioned during like his interviews with the documentary team that he even had tried different religions like Catholic, uh, Catholicism, Christianity, Buddhism. Like, he had tried different stuff. It wasn't just that he was into, like, Wicca, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, he even had a record of being violent in school towards teachers and other students. One incident that is repeated often is the fact that Damien liked to ingest blood. Okay. So apparently, during one of his classes, or detention or something like that, a student had cut his wrist and Damien grabbed it and began sucking on his blood.
1: So he's a vampire.
0: He is a vampire. So during his interrogation, Damien was extremely cocky. When asked to verify his whereabouts from that evening, he claimed to have been home talking to different girlfriends. However, his alibi was never held up in court and was highly scrutinized. When the girls were interviewed, some of them denied talking to, uh, talking to him, at those times that Damien had mentioned. Even when his grandmother was questioned, she, uh, she mentioned that he wasn't home around 8 p.m. But like, I mean, he's a teenage boy. Like, you, Nobody's you know what I mean? Home. Who's checking in with their grandma That's when you're a teenager? Like, you're Did in and he out live of the with house. His grandma? I mean, I guess he did. He lived with his parents oh. and his grand I'm guessing his grandma lived there. Okay. But it's just okay. like, you know what I mean? You're a teenage boy. You're like constantly in and out. You're in your room. You're sleeping. You're leaving. Like, you're not. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. You're, yeah, it's true.
0: So. Okay. So we, ta- we talked about Damien Eccles. Let's jump over to. Uh, let's switch our focus over to the other two boys that were also named. Uh, Jesse Ms. Kelly, and Jason Baldwin. So, Jesse is one of the main reasons, aside from all the other speculations, Jesse Miss Kelly is one of the other main reasons the boys were convicted. So, Jesse had a very low IQ. He told so many different stories, all of which were all over the place. And remember, Jesse was only 17 at the time, and he was questioned by police without his parents being present during his interrogation. And apparently, like, I read some parts where, um, even though he was read his Miranda rights, he didn't really understand them, but the police just kind of, you know, kind of didn't really explain anything to him or like what they were talking about. So they were kind of confusing him at the same time, but also coercing him uh, in certain ways, which is pretty common. And especially with somebody with such a low IQ.
1: Yeah. What like, was,
0: borderline mentally, kind of.
1: Didn't they do this also with, like, uh, make, making the murder? Yes.
0: That yeah. was another one. That's, another I mean, and,
1: uh, was he, he was underage kid, He too, was. Right? He
0: was, like, 17, and yeah. they're basically, the way they talk to you, it's like, they're kind of just feeding you stuff, you know what I mean? Like, and it's kind of like like even in the in the movie there's parts of it that i watched where he's like uh, they're like oh so um he mentioned something about them being like killed with a gun right and they're like are you sure it wasn't a like a knife you know what i mean like well, you sure like they were planting him, yeah. stuff they were planting stuff in his head and at that point basically by june 3rd um, this is like officially the first time that Jesse Ms. Kelly uh, was interviewed and he it only took a few hours before he actually confesses right so because Jesse was considered borderline intellectual functioning um, some believe he was again coerced to say the things that he did so uh, he technically should have they should have explained certain things to him a little bit better, but during the trial, he goes on to say that he saw Damien supposedly rape one of the boys. Then, um, one at one point when Damien and Jason are beating up two of the kids, one of the kids, Michael Moore, is like running off. So Jacy, Jacy, Jesse chases after him, brings him back, and then kind of waits for damien and jason to be done and then they kind of start beating up the other little kid and he goes away so he's basically saying that he had no involvement in it other than like kind of holding one of the kids down jesse mentions how um i'm sorry so aside from all that he confesses several times not just in that one day but on different days like i like bunch of times and i will (laughs) give you guys one of the i will reference one of the pieces that i got most of my information from and i highly suggest that you guys go in and read it because it's like on several different occasions that he just keeps talking and even at one point like his own lawyer tells him like don't say anything but he goes against his lawyer and he starts talking
1: yes uh yeah that's a lot
0: yeah it's it's, cool pretty thing, it's pretty <clears throat> bad
1: it's pretty bad and yeah
0: <laughs> sorry so although even though I mean, although his story changed like multiple times he still somehow managed to fail his polygraph test um and again i said i wouldn't be biased about this so i'm not saying that they didn't do it or they did but just I'm just saying that there wasn't enough evidence pointing to Damien, Jason, or Jesse. No blood was found. No shoe prints were found. No hair follicles. Nothing. No DNA. But I hate to say it, Je- Jesse Miss Kelly is the main reason why these boys got convicted the way they did. So eventually, he recants his confession. Again, he cites intimidation, coercion, fatigue, and threats from the police. He claims that he was scared of the police during his entire confession. So then why did you say anything? Do you know what I mean? The funny part is, um, he has a really strong alibi. He has the strongest alibi out of the three boys. He was actually at a wrestling match in a neighboring city. And there's witnesses who remember seeing him there that night.
1: So what's the deal then?
0: exactly so what happens is (coughs) sorry during the movie or documentary (coughs) jesse states that he was confused and he made up a lot of things because basically that's what the police wanted to hear and you hear that a lot you hear (coughs) that in a lot of interrogations this happens where they're like you know what i mean they're grilling you and eventually you're just like whatever you just tell him But it's like, what were you thinking? You like, you legit came up with this whole entire story that wasn't real to like put yourself in that position. Why? But anyway, so basically, like I said, Jesse and Miss Kelly confessed and the, uh, that him and the other two boys did this and that was the main thing that connected the three of them to this crime.
1: But this guy had an alibi.
0: He had an alibi. Man. He had a straight up alibi, and he legit he confessed to something. But again, Ooh. his IQ was super low. But then there's oh, one nice. part. There's one part in the documentary but he was that he's talking. Being
1: coerced into. Yeah, that's just man, it. He was just... he was
0: being majorly like coerced. like that's you. Long. I highly recommend for you guys to check out the documentary because the beginning, the first Paradise Lost. The Robin Hood Hills, uh, three. shit, crime? The Robin Hood Hills. The Child Murders of Robin Hood Hills.
1: Shit, but there's like three parts hear. of it,
0: yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because the first, the first one is mostly, uh, the trials. They cover a lot of the trials, like, the interviews, the interrogation, like, they Do cover they have a lot actual of actual footage from the trials? They have actual footage from the trials, yeah.
1: Okay. I'm so, watch
0: it. Definitely. <coughs> Excuse me. So basically, the boys pled um, guilty. The boys would actually end up pleading not guilty. Okay. And
1: drink? I said boys. I it's, it's a poise. Listen. And the boys ended up. I'm bleeding. talking so fast. They ended up pleading guilty.
0: Mm. The boys ended up pleading guilty. <coughs> I'm sorry. They pled not guilty. and in the movie they basically fuck I can't talk now it's this beer cheers Mm. to you all
1: cheers to everyone who is slurring their words right now
0: okay so in the movie they show the trials and multiple people confess to lying on the stand one particular guy who was in jail with Jason Baldwin took the stand and made up an entire story that Jason had confessed the killing to him So he actually testified and told all of these terrible fucking horrible things that never really happened. So years later, he admittedly, uh, he admitted to lying because he was actually on drugs and he honestly just wanted attention. Like, he, he, he went on to say they, like... They mutilated the kids like they chopped them up into pieces like that was not even the case even though they
1: found the body they found and... the bodies
0: like in whole pieces and hogtie like and the fact that like he went on he went on to fucking on stamp like get the fuck out of here but he goes on to say that he was like huffing gas and all this shit he was really mm-hmm. fucked up and I was like okay but, but this
1: this also messes up the case for the other guys
0: yeah absolutely Going back to the evidence, there is no proof that this killing was linked to anything related to a satanic ritual. As a matter of fact, there's widespread criticism on how the investigation was actually handled. For instance, the bodies had been removed from the water before the coroner even arrived on the scene. And actually, the coroner didn't even show up until two hours after the bodies were discovered. Meaning, they were exposed to sunlight and insects and bugs. The evidence wasn't even properly bagged. Literally, it was just stored in paper sacks that were brought from the supermarket. Like, not in their little, you know, containers that they should be in. Also, there were bite marks on the boys' bodies that investigators believed were human bite marks. Uh, Most especially the groin area of uh, Christopher Byers, right? So, it turns out that there are certain types of turtles in that creek that are known for biting flesh. Ironically, yeah, yeah, ironically, the bite mark was very similar to those found on the boy's bodies. So, um, and you'll also see this in the documentary also. They actually have a, like, it's a big ass fucking turtle, and this guy full on takes a bite mark to the, uh, to the wrist, um, and it looks fucking painful, but You'll see that part if you get a chance to watch it.
1: What episode is that on? Um,
0: I think that was in <clears throat> episode 2.
1: Okay.
0: Not episode 2, but the second part of it.
1: You know what? Who cares? You guys should just watch all of it. Yeah, you guys and should. And I'm going to watch it with it. you guys. Definitely. I'll talk about it on Friday.
0: Definitely check it out. So with all of that in mind, um there's a good chance the three boys were killed, and the additional marks were caused by the turtles. One
1: the turtles? These
0: flesh-eating turtles, yes. So one other piece of damning evidence was a knife that was actually discovered in a lake behind Jason Baldwin's trailer park home. Mm. But what happens with this is uh, there's a lot of inadequate concern around the knife and the way it was discovered basically the prosecution said that um, he was given they were given a description of the knife and where it could be located so divers were hired by the prosecution and press was called to the lake for a discovery So just there's a lot of inconsistencies false testimonies barely any evidence to basically basically convict, uh damien jason and jesse so in february of 1994 jesse miss kelly was convicted and sentenced to 40 years in prison damien nichols and jason baldwin were tried together and found guilty on march 19, 1944 oh shit 1994 and whoa, whoa, whoa. You Jason... 50 years,
1: <laughs> 50 years skips.
0: Jason was sentenced to life in prison while Damien was sentenced to death by lethal injection.
1: Wow, where at least one of these guys might have gotten off,
0: right? We'll get there. So
1: we got to lethal injection, life imprisonment,
0: and these are young boys like we're talking wow. 16, 17, 18. Well, a little like a year older. So, juveniles
1: were also child as. They were tried yes, as adults?
0: They were. Especially Damien Eccles. He was
1: Was he the youngest one?
0: Damien Eccles was eighteen at the time.
1: Oh well. He well, was well, tried he, as an adult, well, obviously. He, is an adult, too. he
0: was an adult. But uh the other two boys were got a little bit of a lesser.
1: I guess it was I guess either they judged it as a sub, like an extreme case by what they said.
0: Right, and mostly or because was, he was the main target. Damien Eccles was the main target of the uh, of the actual crime. Like, he was the one know, that the he one. was witnessed by so many people and, like, whatever. You know what I mean?
1: You're 16 years old and you're going to jail for life. Shit. You have... Well, you know... You
0: had your whole life ahead If and you're
1: living a healthy whatever life, you'd be, like, 60 years in fucking jail? 50, life 60 years? life in prison and there was... There but I mean, no like, you know, of, as far as health-wise Oh, stuff.
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Okay, so as I mentioned at the beginning, this you would case, never, You
1: would never get to drink a beer.
0: No, no. And you'll see parts... You'll see some of that stuff in the documentary where they, like, talk about certain things like that. Like, certain celebrities come out and they, like, read, like, passages from letters or diaries or journals or whatever that were left behind from the boys but when you see the documentary or cover it, I'm barely I'm barely getting like
1: oh you're not done uh, with the series yet?
0: not even no 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 not that part but I'm barely like covering skimming. I'm skimming through it because there is a lot there is a lot that's why I highly recommend for anybody that has a chance to watch it, watch the what documentary. What do you mean a
1: chance? Everybody's staying at home. No, I chance know, but watching. I'm just
0: saying it's a, just aside from the first like five, ten minutes, which is like the most brutal part, the rest of it is, the rest of it is just, it's mind-blowing. It's if mind-blowing. You because if you
1: don't got HBO, hit me up. I'm going to get it. I'll hook you Do with it. The password.
0: Do it. We will. They they portrayed in, from the aspect of of the police and how these boys are guilty
1: just straight up just straight up guilty no That's you're it. not guilty into none innocent. of that right. no it was none you. of
0: that at all like it's it it's full on it it's targeted towards <clears> them <throat> being guilty okay. well, like
1: you said they, they were scrambling to get names and They wanted to get somebody behind this case. Yeah, yeah, no,
0: absolutely. It was, I mean... So, of
1: course, if you're looking for a name right away with that much um, pressure, you're going to have it in your head that these guys have to be guilty already. Right. So... Right, and you will do
0: anything to make that happen, which is...
1: But the law states guilty until, I mean... Innocent until proven guilty. Innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. And then... All right,
0: well. Yeah. Okay, so benefits, concerts, and events were all held in response to the three boys being convicted. Aside from Jesse, Miss Kelly, another big reason that these teens were targeted was because of how they dressed and looked. And that was, like, a big factor because I'm telling you, like, again, once you watch a documentary, one of the victim's mothers, like, she straight up comes out and she's like, well, look at them. Look at how they're dressed. Like, look at how they... Look at how they act like, yeah, they did it. You know what I mean? Like, she's full-on just going based off of that. But see. you'll see it. See. So, how many people, obviously, we cover this again, how many people do you know that wear black, enjoy heavy metal, or worship a different religion that, what, than what you're used to? You know what I mean? But either yeah. way, those things do not mean that you are a murderer. So, in early 1996, their first appeal, <coughs> excuse me, is denied, but by summer, when the movie Paradise Lost is released, they receive an outpour of support. They were denied several times after that, 1997 and 1999, and you may think it ends there, but no. There's more. So let me tell you about some other possibilities that come up, and again, there's plenty more possibilities, but you'll have to take your time and review those, because these are just from what I can cover at this moment.
1: Yeah, we're not trying to go three, four
0: hours. Right. So, during the making of the documentary slash movie, Mark Byers, Christopher Byers' stepfather, he gifts a Kershaw folding hunt, uh, folding hunt, hunting knife right, uh, to one of the producers. Although he claimed that it had never been used, producers actually discovered what appeared to be blood on the knife. So, HBO executives return the knife back to the West Memphis Police Department, and when he, when Mark Byers is questioned about the blood, he claims that he has no idea and that maybe he used it um, one time to cut, like, deer meat, right? But he later goes, he later states that he may have even, like, nicked his thumb on it.
1: So that's why his DNA was on it, right? So that's why okay. he
0: claims that his DNA was on it.
1: But you know what they say, like people, like when when they're stabbings, that for some reason the <clears throat> like if you stab somebody, I guess the flesh is tough. Yeah. That, you, not usually, but it's it's a, it's not unusual, for you to cut, right, yourself, to cut yourself on a knife. Right, mm-hmm. right,
0: right. Because you could the blade might slip or it might slip or your hand might like slip said, the, on the blade, right? The
1: skin looks soft, but once you get down to oh, muscle and meat, it's really tough. Yeah.
0: Right.
1: Especially these guns. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Calm
0: down. So, an inconclusive result was actually produced upon further testing of the blood, and because it was such a small amount, they eventually couldn't they lost whatever evidence that they had from it. They couldn't test it any further. So Byers even agreed and passed a polygraph test, but the documentary indicated that Byers was under the influence of several psyche, uh psychoactive prescription medications that could have affected the test results. Like throughout the documentary, like he's all belligerent. Like he's constantly like yelling shit. And he mentions that he was like drinking heavily and that he was like smoking marijuana. Like
1: Which one was this?
0: Christopher Byers. Okay. I'm sorry, Christopher Byers' stepfather, Mark Byers. But again, once you see the documentary, you'll see. And I'll mention a little part at the end of this once I. I'm seriously gonna watch
1: it. Uh, You always mention that you there's documentaries or YouTube. Oh, this is worth watching. This is like. <clears throat> this
0: is a highly pub- publicized case, and maybe not the
1: first ten minutes of it, but I'll watch it.
0: And again, if you guys are if you guys can't get to it from like HBO, check out the Oxygen channel. But I know I watched it, but I don't really recall how um, how they portrayed. I never the even whole, heard of this. Yeah. Honestly,
1: I've never even heard of this.
0: Yeah, it's, it's pretty big, and mostly because of the fact the way it hit Hollywood. Like, I'm telling you, like, celebrities were behind these guys because of Wait, what they about, saw. Wait, I was about to say, this
1: wasn't in Hollywood.
0: No, no, but I mean, like...
1: Celebrities. It's funny how celebrities. celebrities took on to this. Celebr
0: yeah, because they fucking saw it, and they were like, what the fuck?
1: Like well, what they probably jumped on it because of mental illness. I mean, although I said I wasn't going to be biased
0: about it, I'm just saying, like when you so watch the documentary, they, you're saying that
1: they might be innocent.
0: I'm just, I don't know, I can't say, but there's no evidence proving that it was them, whether they're innocent or not. There's no evidence pointing to them. That's and that's all what, I'm and, that's,
1: say. and that's what the law is about finding the evidence that somebody did it, right? And. uh... But even then, even when there was no evidence
0: found, they were still convicted of it. Okay, so So. he takes his polygraph, he passes, and in addition to all of that, there was a bite mark, aside from the one that was on the genitals, uh, there is a bite mark on one of the other boys, Stevie Branch's forehead, remember the turtle bite mark?
1: Turtles, oh, right. there's a person bite No, more. no, no,
0: this is, but this one is. This one appears to be a human bite mark on Stevie Branch's forehead that was actually not mentioned in the original autopsy or the trial. All three suspects sus- uh, submitted imprints of their teeth, but neither was a match. After the first trial, Bar- uh, Byers, Mark Byers, has his teeth. Teeth removed before an imprint could be made, stating that uh, the seizure medication that he was taking had caused periodontal disease, and so he had to uh, get new teeth made. In addition to Mark Byers, uh, in addition to all of this, Mark Byers' wife, Sharon Byers, dies randomly a few years after... From unknown causes. So, doctors couldn't even figure out what happened to her, and ultimately, no one knew how she died. Like, she just fucking died in her house, and, like, they couldn't figure out how she died. It was very bizarre. And, like, even, like, they show parts where he's in the cemetery, like, he goes to see her, and he's, like, you know, trying, like, you know, he's talking to her, like, her grave, and whatever, but, like, He, I don't know if he was, he was on something at that time, but like he's, he's crying supposedly, but there's like no tears. Like, you know what I mean? It's like fake crying almost. Okay. Like, but he's being belligerent and it's just, it's, it's it's too much. He's all over the place. Okay. So another very possible suspect was Terry Hobbs, who is the stepfather of Stevie Branch. So he had uh, had a pretty extensive rap sheet of aggression and abuse. DNA evidence was discovered in 2007, linking Terry Hobbs to the crime scene. So a piece of his hair was actually found in the knot of the shoelaces. Police matched the saliva from one of Hobbs' cigarette buds to the sample, and it was actually a match. So what are the chances that his evidence is found, but yet no evidence from Davy and Jason or Jesse is discovered, but yet they're convicted, right? So, according to family interviews, Stevie Branch was terrified of his stepfather. Not only was Hobbs abusive towards Stevie, but he was also super um, abusive towards uh, Stevie's sister. I think her name was Dawn. But
1: oh, you she... don't hear about too many Dawns anymore. No, not
0: anymore. But she endured, like, major abuse. She is beyond fucked up at this point, and she's, like, heavily into drugs now because of what Hobbs did to her. She was traumatized as a child and constantly molested. She even claims that she couldn't even remember um, parts of her childhood, and this was also the main reason why she did drugs because she didn't want to remember those awful memories growing up. So
1: that's the thing; they usually block off. Yeah, absolutely. Your brain tries to protect yourself from.
0: Yeah, you don't want to remember. Like she's like, I can't remember. Like she was like nineteen during one of the. during one of the interviews, and she's like, if you ask me what happened 10 years ago, I can't tell you. I have no idea.
1: It's it's a defense mechanism of your body and your brain. Well, your brain will see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Terry beat his wife, had aggravated assault against his brother, and he was just an all-around messed up and scary dude, right? So let's, again, you guys need to read read up on that shit because it's a lot. It's a lot. There's there's a lot of speculation. There's other pieces to it that I'm not going to get into, but there's a shit ton. There's a lot. So let's go back to the actual convicted suspects, right? So in 2008 and early 2010, they were denied again for a trial. But finally, on November fourth, two 2010, the state Supreme Court ordered a new circuit court evidentiary hearing Damien, Jason, and Jesse. The three boys, uh, I'm sorry, the three men at this point entered into an unusual Alfred plea deal. So the Alfred plea is a legal mechanism that allows defendants to bleed guilty uh, while said, maintaining their innocence. You
1: just said bleed guilty again.
0: I meant to say plead.
1: While they plead guilty
0: again. while maintaining their innocence, right? So the reason for its existence is so so that it brings some closure to the case, and at the same time, it prevents the state from being held responsible for what they had done, meaning no compensation to the suspects. So, like, what? Um, meaning that they serve their time, they're accepting their, uh, they're accepting the fact that they're guilty, but then they're just going to kind of walk away as, um. Like, they're going to walk away innocent without, like, turning around and suing the state, basically.
1: Oh, because, and it's of very the, rare. because of the evidence and all that stuff. Right. Okay.
0: Because of so much evidence Fuck and that. so much support that they got out of all these people, like, trying well, to get if, them out of there. if you getting
1: that much support and you honestly are innocent. Yeah. Then you should go out of your way and be like, you know what? No, you guys put me through this. Well, you guys put us through this. Or the people that didn't weren't like well the the main one was a Damien yeah Damien, Damien you said was burning his ass off and just I did no this, no no that this. was
0: that was Jesse oh, but Jesse again was like, he was you know, like borderline a little mentally oh well, yeah oh well, yeah
1: well never mind okay so the families should say don't try to sue just because of it but try to get some kind of compensation out of it for all those years and
0: yeah but imagine like i think they just wanted to be done with it well, they didn't want to even better than just you i know, know they didn't want to like they spent two decades in jail and one of them was on yes. fucking death sentence like uh, if you asked me i would have been like yeah okay whatever i just need to get the fuck away from this like i don't give a shit anymore
1: so what what is he is he still alive the guy on death sentence
0: yeah all three of them are they're all fine just like that all three men were released august 19 2011 um, I know but that imagine
1: if the guy on death sentence it would they would have put him to death beforehand.
0: Yeah. And they mentioned that at one point but I am a little bit confused by it. It got pushed back or something like that. But Well he it always was pretty, gets pushed back.
1: They always push it way back. Yeah. Unless it's a very like you kill a bunch of cops or something like that. You mm. hear that, you know, a few years and you're 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 in the do they do lethal, lethal injection now, right? There's no gas yeah. chamber anymore. I don't think so. That's considered, uh. Um. I think it's considered bad, the gas chambers now. Oh. No. But, um. Yeah, they push it back as much as they can now. Because, uh. A lot of states don't have the death penalty. Well, a few states don't have that death penalty. And. I don't know. It's just. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's it's a lot. It's just... just,
0: I'm not too familiar with all the different states and what they mm -hmm. have, but I know...
1: Well, to me, it's insane that... what California has done. If you get tried as an adult, like 15, 16 years old, and you're in for life, that's all you're going to see. Right. But,
0: well, that was one of the things that they passed, I think, in 2012. One of the bills or whatever it was, but that anybody that was tried, I mean, sentenced to death as a minor...
1: Well, they they did, um, uh,
0: right. They had a retrial because of the fact that they
1: they changed laws up and stuff like that. They did. Well, they, because, oh yeah, I remember. I remember hearing I mean,
0: I've this. mentioned this in several of my yeah, other stories, I, I mean, but you know what I mean. That. They they're too young to just be sentenced. Not even that. Death. Just be sentenced to death because who knows? What if they have a chance of being rehabilitated? You know what I mean? There's...
1: uh, And if you ever want to be rehabilitated, that's the chance. That's the one time you want to... Yeah. Turn your life around, for sure.
0: Yeah, and I mean, as wrong as... I understand it's wrong for some of the crimes that are committed. Yeah. It's... Don't get me wrong, it's not right, but also to be sentenced to death as a child. You're a kid. You fucking... You don't... You don't have...
1: But there are all those people that say, oh, you... Killed somebody, you should be killed. I know, I it's understand. It's people's opinions, it's people's, you know. I understand,
0: police. but then there's like families, families who, like, who eventually they forgive, they forgive the people for doing yeah, the uh, harm that they did to their family members. And I feel like, I don't know, I yeah, don't know. Again, that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion.
1: No, yeah, it's, everybody has an opinion, but forgiveness is, I know, forgiveness is, um, it's not easy to do, but. I think it's harder to forget about it.
0: No, I I know that.
1: You know what I mean. It's even yeah. if you forgive, forgive somebody, you know what they did. Yeah. So.
0: Right. Um. Yeah. Right. With that said, Jason, uh, I know Jason married and he left the state. Um, although Damian Echols had while he was going through this trial he had a son
1: oh yeah cool.
0: with uh domini Tier, she, they had a child together domini but, Tier? yes her first name is domini
1: oh okay that her last name
0: there. is tear domini Tier.
1: that's a pretty cool name
0: so, that is a very cool day so they had a child together and um i know they didn't they didn't get back to obviously after because he ended up marrying somebody else and they moved to Massachusetts Jesse Miss Kelly continued living in Arkansas in West Memphis I believe Um, he moved back home and he eventually had a like he got married or something
1: Everybody started the a little family. Yeah,
0: everybody kind of went on with their lives, but the other two boys kind of just took off. They wanted to get us far away from these two... from this city or from this town that fucking convicted him of this crime. And uh, Damien Echols had a very artistic side, and honestly, he... I want to say he became some kind of a producer. Like, because hmm. of all the... Um, all the attention he got from celebrities and the way he... Uh, had a thing for art and music and he produced shit and i can't remember now peter something Metallica peter jackson things. peter jackson is another producer or director of some sort and he came out with a movie with them there's a ton of movies there's something called the devil Knot. there's paradise lost there's a ton of books covering all this information there's a lot there. I, I highly, again, I highly recommend. Check out the documentaries. Read up your information about it. On that note, I just want to give the sources that I used, which I had... I checked out the Oxygen channel again. Um, it's called the West Memphis 3. Uh, Wikipedia was a good one. Um, another really, really, really good one was off of shit, what is it called? It's called westmemphis3facts.com That one has a shit ton and then famoustrials.com slash westmemphis. That has a good portion of the trials in there. So, nice. check gonna, them
1: out. I'm gonna check out the documentary.
0: Yes. Yes, Paradise Lost.
1: Paradise Lost, check it out.
0: Yeah. That's my story. Oh, Sorry, great. that took a really no long was, uh, time. No, it was good. And I barely covered... You barely, uh... A dent of it.
1: Skimmed the top of yeah, the milk. Yeah, I had milk. to.
0: I had to give you guys just an idea of it. And I know most of it was about the trial, but that's kind of what it
1: Hey, you guys all have time right now to check out the documentary. Check it out. But first, Indeed.
0: Let's go into the good
1: news. Yes. You just ruined it. I was going to do know. it. But first, here's some good news <laughs> from the Good News Network. So the headline reads, Well, <clears throat> oh, first of all, thank you for that story. hmm
0: Thank you for listening.
1: Turtles fucking biting off shit. and Turtles. Those damn ninja turtles. Alright, so the uh, 99-year-old World War II veteran raises $3.3 million for hospital workers simply by walking laps of his garden. Mm. Um, An English World War II veteran who has been walking laps around his back garden has raised over 2.6 million pounds which is $3.3 million, uh, American dollars oh, shit. for the NHS in just one week. Wow. 99-year-old Tom Moore says the NHS has been marvelous. I said, I said it like that because it was in quotes. Oh. It has been marvelous. Hmm. Or marvelous. Was that an no, it's not. Never mind. No, it's not. <laughs> in helping him recover from a hip replacement and skin cancer on his head... Over the last couple of years.
0: Oh.
1: Wow. Skin cancer of the head. Wow. As a way of saying thank you, the former civil engineer has been doing daily laps of his 25 meter long, uh, which is 82 feet, uh, garden with the aim of walking 100 lengths by his 100th birthday on April 30th. was already passed. April 30th? Yeah, he just turned. We're
0: in April. Wait,
1: are we? It's in? April 15th. Oh, shit. I thought we were in May. I, Listen, keep on,
0: I, I wish I, we were so we could say we're over this shit, but I keep on.
1: Not. I keep on seeing those... Uh,
0: He's going to be 100 in, on April 30th?
1: 100 on April 30th. I oh, keep on seeing those April Justin Timberlake April. memes that says it's going to be May.
0: Oh, my goodness. So,
1: <laughs> I'm thinking we're really closer to May than we are.
0: Well, I mean, we are. Fucking April went by like nothing.
1: Oh, you're right we're on the fifth oh
0: tax day well although it got extended but still
1: go we hope you got your stimulus package yes okay so stimulus uh, check stimulus check yes Moore, who began his walks last monday on april 6th which is two weeks ago for us because i don't go exactly by the date because okay. i don't do my research correctly um, initially set a fundraising target of one thousand pounds for NHS charity charities together, with the sole exception sorry, the sole expectation I'm drink. Say something while they drink.
0: I'm in a drink too. Oh, uh, I'm out of beer. Mm.
1: Okay. With the sole expectation of garnering support from his village of Marston Moratane, Bedfordshire. Okay. After hitting initi- uh, international headlines last week, however, Moore has quickly okay. smashed through his target and has now raised over millions for frontline workers, frontline he- uh, health workers fighting the n- uh, novel coronavirus. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's novel. It's not novel, right? I
0: don't know. I've been calling it the novel coronavirus.
1: Okay. Novel slash novel coronavirus. Um, quote. I thank the British public from the bottom of my heart. It's uh it's difficult to imagine all these kinds all these kind people who have donated so far. It's just amazing," uh, said uh, Moore. Moore's daughter Hannah Ingram Moore, who set up the fundraising page for him, has had to raise his uh, target three different times from one thousand pounds.
0: I mean, how old is his daughter if he's a hundred?
1: Oh, I don't know. It should be
0: like 75,
1: 80? Uh, Imagine. Yeah, it could be. So he has had to raise his target uh, three different times from 1,000 pounds to 100,000 pounds to uh, 200,000 pounds and now 500,000 pounds.
0: Nice.
1: Uh, she later took to Twitter to say, we are overwhelmed by the response. It's extraordinary. I don't think I did it right either
0: that time. She's probably like 75 talking on Twitter, and I don't even have a Twitter account. You go.
1: You go, Twitter girl. What's her name? Uh, Sophie Ingram. It's Sophie Ingram? I don't know. Hannah Ingram Moore. Hannah. Hannah Ingram Moore. So, although Moore has already smashed his original donation goal, he is now hoping to complete another 100 laps of his yard to continue raising money for the NHS. To support Moore's charity efforts, be sure and visit, um, his Just Giving Crowning fund page. Uh, I would suggest you just Google, um, Mr. Moore, um...
0: Well, is the website on there?
1: No, the website is not on here. No. Just go to Tom Moore, M-O-O-R-E, and then, uh, GoFundMe, and, um... It's a ninety-nine-year-old man doing laps. Hell yeah! You got people over here going, "Oh Roo man!" Root him on. I don't have, you know, I can't do exercising. I can't go to the gym. That's us. This guy's, uh, yeah.
0: We have a hundred-year-old man walking more laps than we fucking are.
1: Hey, Mister Moore. Anything,
0: anything, right now for the front line.
1: You know what? I'm gonna donate some to Mister Moore. Line.
0: You should, you should, and another thing. I mean, if you're not able to donate to him, if you want to do something really nice, uh, uh, hospitals, call the hospitals or any of the frontline staff and ask to donate food to them. Even a simple gesture is something like that. You are not only helping out the small businesses around you, but you're also helping the people and you're giving your support and you're thanking everybody that's on the frontline. Send out any kind of gift,
1: Grab a couple Juice, of uh,
0: snacks, food. You
1: know what? Go to Little Caesars. They have $5 pizzas. Get Hell two yeah. or three of them. Fucking Anything send like them that. To... And
0: don't forget the night shift people.
1: Yeah, the night shift because when you're sleeping, they're not.
0: Yeah, for real. For real. But anyway, this was awesome. Thank you.
1: No, thank you. For sure. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the listeners. Oh,
0: them too. No, I'm just kidding. Most especially, especially you guys. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for uh, the likes on Instagram. And as always, don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe. And we'll be sure to post some pictures from my true crime and, uh, of course, the beer. And that's it. Thank you.
1: Um, if you can, leave a comment on either the Instagram or radio rate, rate on us. Apple Podcast. Even whatever. if you don't like it, shit, bad, just raid us. Whatever. Hey, we got a couple bad ones that we don't give a shit.
0: No, it's not even. I mean, we're doing this for fun. We don't have anything kind of like, we don't have any kind of Patreon set up. We're just doing this for fun. So if you want to listen, you listen. If not, you don't. Move on to the next. But if you do, cool. Thank yeah, you. We, Thanks we, for the support.
1: We, we love the, the hate and the love. For sure. Well, we don't love the hate, but.
0: But we'll take it.
1: But hey, if you want to send it in a certain direction, we're here for you.
0: For sure. On that.
1: On that. We love you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay Uh home.
0: Yes. Absolutely. And cheers.
1: Cheers, Tappers. Toodles. We love you.
0: Bye.